This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you as always for tuning in. It is very much appreciated. And uh, if you could indeed drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new, that would also be very much appreciated. Uh, thank you everyone that's tuning in live this morning. It's always appreciated. Uh, yes, I was three minutes late. I'm sorry. I only apologise. I had to go get a, a bottle of water. If you want a good show, I need to be well. You know, the word is obviously lubricated, but I don't want to use that word, but I just have. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Good morning, everybody joining us in the chat box. Hope you're doing good and well. Uh, good morning. I'm, I'm assuming by this time that StreamYard has absolutely mugged off people at the start because even though I set up the show at like, I think it was like quarter past seven, uh, the comments are from quarter to eight. So sorry, everybody that was first in the chat. Uh, I'm not going to be able to throw up your names on the screen. I should be able to do it from YouTube. I can indeed. Morning to Paul, to Jose, to Matt G, Ponaru, Amira, Johnny, Stevie, A1, Carl, Sweating Merlot, Femi, NSW, Rancid, Trevor, Anthony, Francois, uh, Guna Jake, Josh, Just AJ, and plenty more of you guys as well. Thank you as always. But uh yeah, I've got people like Lewis, uh, Roy, uh, the Warlock. We've got uh, Reese, Chima, Azat, uh, plenty more as well. So I see some other names that don't usually pop up first because they're not as eager as our other very committed and loyal fans in the chat box and listeners, of course. Uh, Mike always takes the mic when I say fans of the channel. But that's what people say they are. So what can I say? Uh, let's move into today's story, shall we? Um, the Premier League, according to Martin Lipton, have uh, voted against the use of automatic offsides in next season's Premier League. This is baffling. Like, genuinely baffling. I, I, when you consider that Arsenal could have had their game, their goal against, uh, they conceded against Brentford, completely eradicated by this system. Like th That goal never happens if this system is in place because the automatic offsides um, just stops it because it doesn't, the referee doesn't have to draw the lines. 
the whole system does it for them. And they voted against using it. And I, I cannot get my head around why on earth they have decided this is the right choice. Absolutely ridiculous and deserves serious, serious scrutiny. Uh, Rangers are said to be priced out of a deal uh, for Austin Trusty. Uh, this is according uh, to Mark Hendry of the football uh, Scotland.co.uk, uh, reporting that indeed Arsenal, they're kind of, they're, while they're willing to allow him to leave, any fee and the wage demands of the player are simply not going to be feasible for Austin Trusty. He's also reported, uh, Ryan Taylor uh, has reported that Arsenal have indeed not made a bid for Sasha Bowie. I did see some potential quotes as well from the Galatasaray president suggesting as well. I was told to take them with a pinch of salt because they had to be translated. But he also seen from those translated quotes to say that no bids had yet been received um, for Sasha Bowie. It does seem as though... He's not uh, the target that Arsenal are looking at for that right-back role as a priority. Who knows? Things could change later on. It's not to say that there's not interest from Arsenal, but uh, no bids, despite reports from Turkey suggesting initially that there had indeed been offers made for the young French youth international. And now Lazio, according to Gazeta della Sports, are said to be interested in signing Jorginho only six months after he signed for Arsenal on a permanent deal from Chelsea. There's said to be a willingness from Arsenal to allow the deal to happen if they get back the money they paid Chelsea. I'm a little bit... I don't know how I feel about this one. It's an interesting one because, you know, Jack has gone and going. Um, Partey, you think, is going to stay. We want to add two midfielders, Declan Rice and Moises Caicedo, of course, being those two we'll talk about in a little bit. But I feel as though going into a Champions League season... I mean, 10 million quid for Jorginho was a reasonable figure on a you know an 18-month contract with an option for a further year as well. We've got two years left on Jorginho's deal. One of those is just an option. So we, we could lose him for free at the end of this season. But there's part of me that thinks Jorginho's a good player. Like, he's a good player. There's no debate about this. Um, and I feel as though we kind of need to keep him for this upcoming season. And I'd quite like to keep him as well. You know, he ousted Thomas Partey from that position in midfield at the end of the season. And I'm not sure, obviously, I'm assuming that the information is correct and I always tell you to take these with a bit of a pinch of salt, but I, I, if, let's just theorise hypothetically to say this is true. I'm not sure I'm up for this. I'd kind of like Jorginho to stay, actually. Um, so, no, Lazio, you can keep your 10 million quid. We're keeping it. Um, Leicester, apparently, according to John Percy, are looking to get upwards of £50 million for James Madison during the summer transfer window. Now, that's a lot of money for a player that, you know, hasn't got left long on his deal, has now gone down with Leicester as well. Leicester are a club that just always ask for the absolute maximum, always ask for the absolute maximum. Sometimes it costs them because as they've seen this summer, they've lost a fair few players on freeze. Yuri Tillemans being one of the key ones. But uh, they could also be falling into a bit of a trap here by not selling Madison for a potentially fee of around £40 million, which I think is probably what a fairer valuation of the player is. 
And if they end up keeping him in, in the championship, his value might diminish significantly. So let's see how this transpires. But that's apparently how much Leicester want to part with James Madison. Now, Arsenal are still keen on Ivan Fresneda, uh, is my understanding. Uh, Borussia Dortmund has said to lead the race for this, as we all well know. However, as far as I'm aware, uh, Arsenal's focus remains very much on the Declan Rice and the midfield areas for now. Yes, there's interest in signing players in other positions, but all guns blazing into that Declan Rice deal. But as far as I'm aware, Arsenal still indeed are keen. I reported this on Football.London uh, yesterday. Keen on Fresneda, but as Bild reported, uh, Dortmund are very interested. Fabrizio Romano coming out yesterday as well. Uh, almost rubbishing those claims by Bild that a deal had been agreed um, or that it was on the verge of being completed. That's not what my understanding was either. And as I reported yesterday, Arsenal have a keenness in the player and will probably make more of a push to sign him if indeed they can after they've looked to complete the Declan Rice deal. Of course, a lot of, a lot of the other resources are going into negotiations with the potential Caicedo deal as well. So let's see what happens with Fresneda. But uh, Dortmund certainly at the moment in the lead of that race. But Arsenal are very well aware and monitoring it. Now, Arsenal are said also to appreciate the profile of Nico Williams, the athletic club-wide player, of course, has had... Uh, quite uh, a start to his career as a Spanish international. You're going to a World Cup, coming and getting opportunities. He's a really exciting player. And in January, we actually talked about uh, Nico Williams uh, significantly as a potential option to add in that forward line if we weren't successful in the uh, in moves for Mudrik and then, of course, Trossard. But Gianluigi Longari, uh, who is, of course, uh, a transfer specialist at Sport Italia TV, he's reported uh, that Arsenal have a great appreciation for the athletic club winger, uh, who has a release clause, as we know, of 50 million euros. Um, and so if Arsenal wanted to move for a forward player, it seems their appreciation for Nico Williams could put him indeed on the list of players that Arsenal are looking at. Now, moving into the big guns of our transfer discussions on the show. First of all, of course, Declan Rice. Uh, Bayern are now said to be looking at uh, Amrabat of Fiorentina because they are seemingly convinced that Arsenal are leading the chase for Declan Rice. This is obviously some, some good news from an Arsenal perspective to see indeed that Bayern are looking at potentially other targets. We reported yesterday at Football London that, of course, Arsenal are expected to make that first bid of upwards of £90 million. It's been, of course, uh, confirmed by plenty of other outlets as well. Arsenal very much in the driving seat for the Declan Rice deal. We can only keep our fingers crossed that this deal continues to progress and that Arsenal indeed will be looking to hopefully wrap that one up. But Bayern Munich uh, have turned their attentions, it seems, to a different target now um, with reports in Germany suggesting that to be the case as well. So good news in that regard. Hopefully we see some things changing. Uh, in Arsenal's favour very soon. Uh, and finally, our headlines through the day. Multiple outlets reporting Arsenal and Chelsea are set to go head-to-head for Moises Caicedo. London World reporting that Arsenal are set to put in a first offer around that similar figure of uh, £75 million package that was there in January. Uh, neither club, however, wants to get into a bidding war. And that's obviously what Brighton want. They want clubs interested in Caicedo to start outbidding one another but apparently Arsenal and Chelsea have no interest in doing that there's been suggestions that both clubs will bid the same figure and effectively it'll come down to the choice of the player if that is the case I'd be optimistic as an Arsenal fan that he'd want to move to Arsenal who have Champions League football compared to Chelsea who finished of course below Brighton have no European football next season whatsoever um, 
let's wait and see uh, what happens on this. But uh, certainly Arsenal's intentions are to move for both players, which obviously should be uh, an encouraging sign for Arsenal fans. Right, let's move to part two then and your questions right after this. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, uh, moving into the chat box, of course, and your questions. Uh, always keen to get your thoughts, your theories, uh, and get some of your uh, queries into our chat as well. So, indeed, let's go and do that. Um, let's go to Lewis, who says, Jorginho uh, is a case of it being able to sell two of our older midfielders this season to be replaced by two younger ones. Is it more than there's a market for Jorginho, but not Elneny and Partey? Um it's an interesting one, isn't it? Uh, I think that obviously the idea of two in, two out, two older ones, two younger ones coming in, I think that there's scope for always making sure that you've got experienced heads in your team. You don't want just a team full of only young players. You need to have that smattering of experience. And I think Jorginho adds a lot of that, a lot of winning experience as well. We're going into the Champions League. He's won that competition. Um, and I'd very much like to keep him. I understand the theory around you know moving on players, but... There's perhaps a market for Jorginho because he's more accessible than Partey. El Neni's going to stay, of course, as well. And there's clubs like Lazio, especially Italy, that, that really appreciate Jorginho. Um, there's more of a market, I guess, for him. But I don't think I'd be looking to sell him, personally. Um, M says, <laughs> breaking. Arsenal set to sign their first summer signing. Tom Canton after the world-class performance of the Emirates. Signed and here we go. I don't know what you watched, uh, but it wasn't a world-class performance. I can certainly, <laughs> I can certainly tell you that for sure. Uh, Ahmed says Amrabat would be a sensational signing, but unfortunately, it doesn't seem like we're linked to him. But you never know. I'm not as keen on Amrabat. I think he had a really good World Cup, of course, and has had a good season for Fiorentina. But for me, I'm not sure he's of the technical level that I'm looking at for a central midfielder in the Arsenal team at the moment. Uh, YouTube user, uh, Derek, I think it is, uh, says, what do you think about Smith-Rowe in Xhaka's role? Um, again, I've talked about this before. The idea of quote-unquote Xhaka's role for me doesn't exist. Every player that plays in that position on the field has to use their own attributes, their own characteristics. Can Smith-Rowe play in that role alongside Martin Odegaard ahead of whoever the defensive midfielder is. I think he can, yes, but I think that Arteta sees him more so as kind of a competitor to Martin Odegaard than he does actually the player that would play with him. But I think it's an option that we can play him with Odegaard. 
but I think he sees him more potentially as as, as somebody that's going to be moving into that attacking midfield role. Uh, Robert says, do you think we'll get both Rice and Caicedo? No idea, but I'm optimistic. Um, Akmal says, who are these Premier League chiefs? Aren't the Premier League board members each from Premier League clubs? It's a good question when they say the Premier League has voted against the automatic offsides. Is that I'm not sure if that's all of kind of the members of the Premier League representatives or if it's the organisation of the Premier League that's voted against it. Usually what happens, I thought, was that you had to have kind of a majority vote. I suppose there's some grounds in the league where it's going to be expensive to install all of the cameras that are necessary to activate the uh, the automatic offsides, but it seems like it's just the obvious next step, surely. Um, it's, it's the obvious next step. Uh, Chris says, hi, Tom. Uh, this is not a criticism, but I was under the impression that Edu put a team together to attack the market on multiple fronts. Do we know why we're still trying to do one deal at a time? Uh, Chris, there's obviously deals going on more than one. We talk about Rice and Caicedo as two heavy ones. They are taking up a lot of the resources, you can imagine. Lots of negotiations going on, but there are scouts and there is this team, but sometimes you do need to focus on one deal Um more so than others, just simply because you don't want to lose out, you don't want to miss out, you got to get things like people assume it's like a video game where you just kind of insert an offer. Like there is a lot of thinking and uh, collaborating and meetings that go on behind the scenes when discussing transfers. It's yes, Arsenal had the resources to be doing more than one deal at once, and that's why we are doing that. But sometimes resources get poured into more than one transfer. Um, or just one transfer because it's a significant move and needs the man or, you know, the manpower, really archaic terminology, but you know what I mean. Um, Martin says, uh, surely letting two midfielders go and bring two in just maintains uh, the status quo and doesn't strengthen the squad depth-wise. Um, we needed two before. Letting anyone go, potentially, if we lose two, we'd need four. I agree. That's why I don't want to see Jorginho leave. I feel as though letting Xhaka go means that we need to bring in potentially as many as three during this window um, or keeping another player like a Patino or a Lukonga, which I'm not necessarily as keen on. Um, but I agree with you. I think we need to be absolutely trying to keep hold of Jorginho because it just adds another expectation that we'd need to... You know, I think this is a good point from Sam. If Georgie leaves, are we expecting El Nenny to be that cover? My hope is no, and we could go and get another third midfielder. Jorginho is a far better player than El Nenny. I like El Nenny a lot, and that's actually a credit to how good I rate Jorginho. Um, I don't think it makes any sense to let the Italian leave whatsoever. Uh, Paul says, the transfer window finally opens next week. Other than the obvious midfielders, who would be your surprise signing? Last summer, it was Fabio Vieira. The difficulty in deciding what a surprise signing is, is knowing who it could be. I had absolutely no idea, you know, about Fabio Vieira. It was a name that wasn't even on the record. I mean, no one had even discussed him. I'd done tons of transfer shows, tons of breakdowns, tons of tier lists. No one had even mentioned that guy's name and yet it was popped up with a 30 plus million pound bid. I was shocked. I couldn't believe what was happening in that moment. I think I was in South End at the time. I remember doing a show out of nowhere having to talk about it uh, because I was actually on a bit of a break. But uh, yeah, let's see what happens. I am worried because I'm going away uh, at the end of uh, end of this month and again at the start of next month and uh, I'm just so concerned that it's going to be like big transfer news dropping it always happens uh, Maximilian says morning Tom uh, would you agree that Frimpong uh, Jeremy Frimpong from Bayer Leverkusen would be a good signing for us if Fresneda, if Fresneda doesn't uh, go through I think 
Frimpong's a fantastic player. I've liked him since he was at Celtic. Um, I've done, you know, I wrote pieces on him when he was back there in his Celtic days, talking about him as a, a really exciting young talent. He's only gone from strength to strength. The Bundesliga, he's a very different style of fullback to what, you know, we've already got. Very offensive-minded, great going forwards, a few question marks defensively, but uh, I think would be very expensive as well. That's certainly one to consider, but certainly a very good player. Uh, more than a wheelchair, says Tom. I believe Nico Williams makes great sense. He can actually drop Saka and still have the class at right wing. This makes sense, so probably won't happen. Uh, harsh. Arsenal do a lot of deals that make a lot of sense. Uh, Trossard uh, being a key one in January. Jorginho as well. And if you think back to last summer, the, the deals that we did made a lot of sense. But uh, Nico Williams, I'd love to see Arsenal go for. Uh, but I think the priorities, of course, are still in midfield, are in the defensive areas. We've got to get that 42 goals conceded down. Um, but uh, absolutely, Nico Williams would be on my list of potential players as well. Uh, Gary says, Zaha rumours, any truth to them? I can't always, I can't rule them out entirely, of course, but I've certainly not heard anything on my end to suggest that Zaha is a player that we're looking at. But never say never. Um, <laughs> uh, Olu says, hey, Tom, if Xhaka leaves and we get Riceado, uh, who should go from Partey, Rice, Caicedo, Erdegaard, Jorginho, Smith-Rowe, Vieira and Elneny for those three positions? Look, we have a big squad and it's only going to get bigger this summer, I think, with the players that we need. But we are going to shift players as well. Vieira, Smith-Rowe, the attacking options alongside Nelson, you know, that's that's who we look at as our attacking options. And Ketio on the bench, who knows what's going to happen with him. Um, it's, it, is, it is part of me feels a little bit odd to say that we're going to go into next season perhaps with no attacking additions from this window. But that said, we did score more goals than we've ever scored before in the Premier League last season. So there is a question mark to say, do we need them? And we lost our main striker for a third of that campaign. So... It's it's difficult. Um, it's difficult to know whether or not um, we do need those attacking options, but we have quite a few. And Smith Rowe and Vieira, if they can take their game to another level next season, that's only going to be a big benefit to us. Uh, Answer says, Tom, what are your thoughts on the links to Havertz? Do you think that we might be looking at him as a left eight? No, I certainly don't. Uh, given that he used to play Cam, he he didn't play quote unquote Cam for Leverkusen. He played in kind of this false nine role. He was able to have a free role attacking into the box, really getting in there. That's not what the role would be if he was to move alongside Odegaard. You know, he would be playing where Jesus plays. That's where I think they look at Havertz. They look at Havertz as a player who can basically do what Jesus is doing as well and give us another option to rotate. Um, I like Havertz. Um, I think he's underrated. I think, think he's been in a really awful situation. Chelsea were absolutely the wrong club for him. He thrived at Bayer Leverkusen because, of course, that they had the system that just fit him perfectly. And to be honest, I think Arsenal's system suits Havertz a hell of a lot more. But I think it would be a lot of money. And I'm not sure that Arsenal, again, I point out, would be looking at an attacking player for that amount of investment. But I might be wrong. Uh, Valeria says, uh, hey, Tom and the community, do you see us getting priced out of the Caicedo deal if it boils down to money and not footballing reason? The man has 10 siblings to feed. This whole siblings thing, I think it's taken way out of context. But um, Chelsea can certainly offer more money, I think, than Arsenal can in terms of wages. But if his ambition is to play Champions League football, then Arsenal have the upper hand. If his aim is to earn more money, Chelsea have the upper hand. So let's wait and see. Certainly both clubs do not want they don't they don't want to uh get into a bidding war and go to ridiculous levels of money for the player. They know that they can probably pay a, a reasonable figure. I saw Andy Naylor at the Athletic saying that Arsenal or Chelsea, whoever would have to pay well at upwards of that 70 million. Sam Dean of the Telegraph also reported that as well, that that 70 million figure would have to be well exceeded for Brighton to accept an offer. But 
yeah, let's let's see what ends up happening. Uh, Jason says, how much money does the Kroenke need to invest this window? I don't know is the answer. I don't know what comes from them. They own the club. So if your question is how much do they need to put out of their own pockets, the answer is I don't know because I don't know how much is being made available to spend in regard to um, like the, the, the money that's already at the club if that makes sense. I don't know how much money that there is already available to spend um, before they have to think about investing as owners. For me, if you're talking about how much money do Arsenal need to spend this summer, I think Arsenal need to spend close to £300 million personally to do what we need to do this summer. We should be in a position, I talked about this yesterday, where we need to be self-sufficient. I have no problem with Arsenal having an ambition of being a self-sufficient club at all. But if you are a self-sufficient club, you need to be a club that makes, you know, 90% of your decisions right in the market. You can afford a little bit of error like any club. You know, even Man City don't make perfect decisions in the market. That Calvin Phillips deals and look like it's particularly one of them, you know, but you have to get the majority of your decisions right and you just have to sell well, which at the moment, I think we're moving towards getting the majority of our decisions right, but selling well, we still need to do. I did put a tweet out yesterday. I don't know if people saw this uh, yesterday evening, uh, creating a bit of a discussion point um, around, you know, the perception of Arsenal sales in comparison to some of their rivals. A lot of people often use the words, why don't Ar- why can't Arsenal do what Liverpool do in terms of kind of the sales market? I'm going to do a piece on this later because I think it's really interesting. But Liverpool have just let go this summer. Roberto Firmino, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, James Milner and Naby Keita, all of those players went for nothing. That's $120 just under that they've spent on those four players. They got nothing back for any of them. And not only that, but we've seen in recent seasons as well, they've allowed Junior Wijnaldum, uh, Origi, Lalana, Nathaniel Klein, Alberto Moreno and Daniel Sturridge also all to leave for free. They all left for nothing. Now, some people, I know the obvious response is, well, they won the Champions League, they won the Premier League, they won an FA Cup, they won a League Cup. And absolutely, I understand that point of view. Whilst not won an FA Cup in 2020, obviously we won one more recently than that a few years prior under Arsene Wenger. But I think that, I think this, this it's a bit of a misconception that Liverpool are a really good selling club. I think they've lived a long time off those Solanke and Ibe deals recently, Nico Williams as well. I know they've got decent money for... Um, Oh, it's one of a player they got decent money for recently. But the point being is that I do think that there's a bit of a misconception, you know, around this whole, we should be, we sh- why can't we do what Liverpool do? Because Liverpool have let a lot of players go for nothing that they've invested a lot of money into. And actually, if, if we'd have, if that was Arsenal, letting players like Firmino, players like uh, Rian Brewster, thank you, chat box. All of you said Brewster at the same time. Um, but if, if Edu had done that, or if we'd done that, I feel as though there'd be a greater level of scrutiny than there is at Liverpool for their recent sales. Um, so it's just a it's just a point that's worth discussing, I think, for sure. Um, Alistair says, do you think whoever doesn't get Caicedo will go for Lavia? Potentially. Arsenal do certainly have an interest in Lavia, so that would make sense uh on Davoli says uh oh, fantastic name uh what would uh what do you make of West Ham having a more successful season than Arsenal uh, it's I talked about I think I talked about this before like for me if you're a West Ham fan you're not swapping your season with Arsenal 
But if you're an Arsenal fan, you're not swapping your season with West Ham. It's all contextual. I did kind of agree with what Jason Cundy said on TalkSport yesterday. I think that, you know, maybe there's a bit of a cockiness about it. But West Ham, in my view, West Ham haven't had a better season than Arsenal. You know, you can't look at that UEFA Conference League competition as a competition that you yourself want to win. If I ask anyone watching this, do you want to win the Conference League? No, I'm not really keen on winning the Conference League because it means having to be in the Conference League. And to get into the Conference League, you have to be kind of the best of the worst in terms of those European qualifiers. So I'm not that keen on that tournament. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's a push to even call it a major trophy for me. Um, and that might be disparaging. And maybe in 20, 30 years' time, we'll be think differently about that tournament. Because, you know, the Champions League's only been around for a certain number of years as well before it was the European Cup. So, and the Europa League as well before UEFA Cup. And then we had all the like Intertoto Cups, Cup Winners Cups, all those things. Fairs, Intercity cups you know <laughs> the milk cup but stuff like that but you know what i mean like i i just uh look, i appreciate the compliment please don't spam my chat um when it comes to that whole success thing it's just not it's just not worth it <laughs> it's just not worth the the ag of that debate and i do think that arsenal you know you're certainly not swapping you're not swapping the season are you it's just just not um M says, West Ham are shopping in Audi. We aren't shopping at the same time. Um, I, I, look, I, no, no disrespect on Audi. I'd go there every day for my weekly shop. And this is not a sponsorship. <laughs> but if Audi you want to sponsor the channel, I'm more than happy because <laughs> uh, I could do with it. Uh, I always do my weekly shop in Audi. It's a great place to get good deals. Uh, Valeria says, we're not actually practicing already for a sponsorship, you can tell. Uh, when are the live shows? Uh, would love to meet and do the stuff live as well. Uh, I haven't actually set like a specific time when we're doing the live or the phone-in shows. Of course, we're going to be doing some member transfer shows over the course of the summer window when it actually opens and the season's finished officially. It finishes this weekend, of course. Um, but uh, I'll always be tweeting out when we do them. I'll probably d decide to do them on the show here sometimes as well and let you know in the morning. So just keep tuning in and you'll know when indeed we're doing uh, some of our phone-ins and stuff like that. Uh, Samuel says, Kaiseido is praying for a transfer to Arsenal. He was so eager that he went online last season and started saying his goodbyes to Brighton as a club and their fans. No, he absolutely wants to move to that next level. I think that's the ambition. It doesn't necessarily have to be Arsenal. You know, he didn't actually use the word Arsenal in any of those messages. He wants to move on to the next level. And Chelsea does give him that technically. You know, on paper, they are a club that goes to the next level, even though he finished, they finished lower. They've got, if you said, who's got a greater chance of winning a trophy next season, Chelsea or Brighton, you're going to say Chelsea, you know. So I think that when it comes down to that, it doesn't necessarily mean definitely Arsenal, but I can see why that you think that way. And Neil says, when the club's winning silverware, the fans are not even bothered. That's why our fans make such a big deal out of it, Tom. We've been underachieving for years, so we get back to challenging regularly. No, I, again, I absolutely understand that regarding the comparisons to Liverpool. Um, but Liverpool are on a downturn. You know, Liverpool are on the slide right now. Yes, they've won trophies previously, but they're on a bit of a slide right now. They've fallen out of the top four, not won anything this season. There's question marks about a lot of things going on there. And from a sales point of view for a club that is also said to be self-sufficient, they're not doing that well. So don't necessarily take it for granted. Um, yeah, don't take it always for granted. Uh, Badsy says, why don't managers command transfer fees? A Celtic fans gutted they're losing their man. Surely they can get 40 million for a great manager. Um Sometimes they do. It's different. Like sometimes when they're under a contract, you have to pay kind of a settlement to buy out their contracts. But it's an interesting point about why managers don't have transfer fees. Um, 
I certainly wouldn't be against it uh, at all, especially considering Arsenal do really good stuff when it comes to their managers and, you know, keeping them for a long time. They invest in them for a long time. So not necessarily, I guess, it would be too bad for us. But for clubs like Watford, potentially Leicester, you know, um, who else you got that's changed their manager? Like, like I know Watford's like the obvious example. Leeds uh, more recently. Uh, so, yeah, there is a lot. Crystal Palace. Uh, let's go to Jakob says, if we were to sign only one out of the attacking midfield, right winger, striker, uh, which would you choose and who would be your preferred player? Um, in attacking midfields, uh, my choice, I would go Mason Mount if I could get him. I like Mason Mount a lot. If not, James Madison. Uh, right winger or striker, centre forward, I'm always going to go for my number one pick of Kolo Moani, but again, very expensive. Um, in terms of the other positions, I'd go for Declan Rice and I'd go for Mohamed Simakan. And I would have gone for Guerrero, but he's now signed for Bayern Munich. So difficult to, to hijack that already. A uh, couple more and then we are done. Spuds are washed. Absolutely, James. Well said, my son. Uh, Lewis says, uh, UEFA Conference League is designed for the sub-elite teams. You only participate if you're not the very best. Bolton won the Papa John's, uh, which is the same as the UEFA Conference League. It's there for teams who usually don't get a chance at the top table. Uh, absolutely, it is. It's another big money-making <laughs> scheme, and it works. Uh, Mr. Smith says, how much would you accept for Arteta? Oh, he's priceless, my friend. He's priceless. Uh, you can't be accepting any fees for Arteta, mate. Uh, there is not a fee that I would take. Some people would pay him to leave. But, you know, who are, who the hell are they? <laughs> um, and Valeria says, who would you prefer to win the Champions League? I think I want City to win just because I don't care. You know, and then also it kind of degrades Man Manchester United's treble uh, as well because someone else has then done it. Arsenal's invincible season is unique. Uh, but I don't really care, is the honest answer. I actually genuinely don't really care at all. I suppose some people like Elliot, I think, has said if they win the treble, maybe it's like more likely that Guardiola says, I think that's the right time to move on. Maybe that happens. I doubt it. But uh, yeah, let's wait and see. Um, we are going to end the show there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Really appreciate your time, as always. Uh, really very much appreciate it. Oh, I have got a couple of Super Chats, though. Sam, thank you so much. Uh, pretty hard to be uh, corrupt with such solid technologies, allegedly. Um, but uh, thank you for the Super Chats, Sam. Uh, cheers, Tom. Thanks all. I'm going back to bed. <laughs> Don't blame you, Sam. Uh, whatsoever my friends uh, thank you everybody so much for tuning in we very much appreciate your time um and uh, i'll be back of course bringing you uh, all of the latest arsenal news views and transfer well news um <laughs> musings if you like uh, but yes it's been an absolute pleasure to speak with you please drop a like before you leave it does take just a second and it really does help us out and uh, yeah i'll see you soon i'll be back on the arsenal way at 10 and uh, yeah have a fantastic Friday and enjoy your weekends. As always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.